Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this very special edition of Tree Talk. Myself, Matt Jack, ne- myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star in association with Noah's Menswear. Another joyous occasion, Matt. Four in a row. This Limerick team continues to deliver when, when the chips are down to get going. And what a second half performance in Crow Park we had. We'll have a very special guest join us after the introduction. So stay tuned as we look back on yet another All-Ireland final win for Limerick. The impression the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Bill Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, I'm surely buckling. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. Now, for anyone watching, they'll notice that we're missing a person, but we are joined by former Limerick Carter, Tony Ryan, to look back in the game. Matt will be with us again in a minute, Tony. We've had awful problems, but thank you very much for coming oh. on. How are you keeping? No bother, Jack. I'm sure if it weren't good this week, Jack, sure, you might as well go and get yourself checked out. Yeah. Fantastic what? times for Limerick, are fantastic for everyone. Oh, what can you say about this team that hasn't been said already? No, uh, there's really much I can add to it, Jack. That's going to make this any better for anybody out there. Look, we went through a very long period where we all done our suffering together. And we started in 2018 and we started winning and sure there's joyous times. Anything that's happened to us at the moment is a bit surreal, to be honest. And the good news for the rest of the country is this story ain't finished just yet. Yeah, like that's kind of the thing they're getting out of it because... You could kind of say in 2022 that they were, they were pushed very far by Clare, twice, Galway the same, Kilkenny in the final. But this year, although they were beaten by Clare and, and only won by a point, two nine-point victories in Crow Park, you know, you can say they're only kind of hitting their groove and you've Carl O'Neill is coming into the equation now, Dave Reedy, these boys, Aaron Costello made his debut, like, you know, doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Not a hope, Jack. Um... You go back to the Munster Championship. We were at all the matches there. You go back and look at them all. They were all close matches. Munster Champions in 2023 were Limerick with a score difference of plus two. So the four teams in Munster, no doubt, are getting closer to them. The only thing is, our questions would be, do John, Paul and the backroom team, do they time it in such a run that they're ho- more than hopeful they come out of Munster? Because when this team, when this team hits Crow Park, it just seems to go to a different level. The brand of hurling they play suits Crow Park, but I'm not really sure what the other teams in Galway and Kilkenny expected when they met Limerick in Crow Park, but the, the standard, the level that this John Kiley can get this team to go to, it's going to be very, very difficult for anyone to, to come close to us even at the moment. Yeah, I suppose it's natural that we're talking about a five in a row already, but we'll focus on, on the four for, for the time being. And and the game itself, because, you know, in the first half, um, I suppose, what did you make of the first half? Because Kilkenny, it was really reminiscent of the Kilkenny team that you played, just yeah. absolutely ferocious they were. 
Well, it was very interesting, actually, because I was in the lower hog and I was down near the front. I was down, I was only about 10 or 12 rows back. So I had, I was really near close to the action. Now, Jack, the physicality and the belts that went in, in fairness to Kilkenny, in fairness to them, as per usual in their tradition, they came with all guns blazing. They hit hard. They tackled ferociously. They won a lot of breaking ball. But Limerick were just soaking it up. You could see them. Limerick were soaking them up. The only thing I'll say about the first half is when Lim when Kilkenny went short with the puck outs, they got some bit of reward. But for some reason, when Limerick pushed up and Kilkenny had to go along for their four or five or six puck outs, Jesus, Jack, the Limerick half backline, they ate them up. They ate them up. I was right down here in front of Kyle Hayes now. And when the Limerick boys were coming out of the fence, the Kilkenny boys were racking them, but they weren't setting the Limerick boys back. It was just ferocious, ferocious intensity. I was actually quite happy at halftime. I know a lot of people would say it's easy set now, but Kilkenny done an awful lot of the hurdle and we were only three points down. But yeah. I felt when we came out after halftime, Jack, we all saw it yourself, sir. Like it just the, 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 the switch turns then and Kilkenny, all, all, all their physicality and everything is just drained. And Limerick yeah. just steamrolled them in for the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you you, you spoke about their the, the half back line and Dima Burns, Will Dunahoo, and Kyle Hayes. If you were playing against those boys, would you be putting your hand up for a puck out? The only thing I say to you, Jack, is, and I was asked this question last week, you're talking about five, six, and seven there, right? In 2007, the, the half back line we faced was Tommy Welsh, five, Brian Hogan, six, and JJ Delaney, seven. So it's something similar. You'll be asked, which one of them would you prefer to, to mark? 15 or 16 years later, 16 years later, it's Limerick has the five, six, and seven. So no, under no circumstances, Jack, could you put your hand? You're not going to win. A, you're not going to catch a ball over these boys' heads. No. So whatever team is planning this morning for 2024, the puck out strategy is a huge part of taking on this Limerick team. Yeah, and I think as, especially in Limerick's purple patch, I thought Dermot Burns was just phenomenal back there. He caught two or three balls. He drove one over from 100 yards. That It's not, it's like generally Burns is always really good, but there are certain times lads will step up. It was Casey, it was Burns, it was Lynch, who would have been quietish during the year. You know, Galan had been the man or Hayes. Yes. That if you yeah. stop five or six of these Limerick boys, the next five or six will come up and, and do you. That seems to be John Kiley's greatest attribute, actually, is every day it seems to be someone different. Um... Garen Galan was obviously the hot target going into the final. In fairness to you, Lawler, have to give you massive credit. He'd done a serious job on Galan. It was a fair battle, the two of them. Galan slightly edged in the last 15 minutes, but up to that, Lawler gave as good as he got. He's a fantastic fullback. But as you said about Peter Casey, he was quite all the way through the championship, but she's the All Ireland final. I read a stat the other day in the 59th minute, he'd one point got. In the 63rd, he'd four points got. Yeah. So obviously, obviously, that's three points in four minutes. She's Jack, like, as a corner forward and have played in corner forwards. If you've got three balls in the match, sometimes it would be all you could get, like. This man got three points. And, like, they weren't 20, on the 21-yard line straight in front of the goal. Tap overs, like. These points, these points, every one of these points was phenomenal. And just to show the skill level, he came out in the lower hogan in front of John Kiley, straight beside him and put two of them over the bar. Fantastic scores. And then he decided he'd go to the far side. He put the two on the, on the Hogan stand side over with his right-hand side and went over to the Cusick stand and put it over with his left-hand side. So that's yeah. the skill level of that. Like, that's just, this is, like, this is, 
from, from a hurling perspective, and we're all looking forward to next Sunday, there's a footballer playing with Kerry next Sunday who they're all saying is dynamite. But Limerick seemed to have four or five of these Dave Clifford type equals playing that left or right doesn't make any difference what you do with them. No, it doesn't. And I suppose Casey's purple patch came in the midst of a Limerick purple patch where they're completely on top of Kenny. Yep. And you would have faced that in, in 07 at the start. I mean, what what's it like to be on the receiving end of that? It's it, what you look, Jack, in fairness to everyone at the moment, the comparisons, everyone is going to try the comparison of both teams. Lim, Kenny 06 to 2010 and Limerick in the modern era, right? Very difficult to compare to, but we faced it. Everything Limerick have at the moment, Kilkenny had that time. Kilkenny had class hurlers, they had big men, very physical, and they had a quality. But they had they had five or six players that were the best players in Ireland at the time playing in the one team. Limerick have five or six players at the moment who would be on any team in any generational type. And the rest of the boys, then. The, like the boys that get the lesser lights that don't get the publicity, the Dan Morrissey's, Mike Casey, the fantastic year, um, William O'Donoghue, outstanding. Like to move from centre field to centre back, but you're facing a type of player that is just a collective of powerhouse hurling. We ran into it. Now, we ran into two early goals, and we felt that we, after the two early goals, we came to a level with Kilkenny that we were unlucky with the two goals. But going back to last Sunday, Jack. Kilkenny faced something that they hadn't they thought they had faced but they hadn't seen like if this match went on for another five or six minutes Kilkenny weren't going to come back into the match like yeah and do you do you think Kilkenny were naive or anything in the second half or do you think there was just nothing they could do <laughs> to be honest with you Jack I'd say the tank was empty I'd say to be fair to them they threw everything they were like a, it was a box if it was a boxing match it would have been stopped like Kilkenny, in fairness to him, for the first 40, 45 minutes, they threw everything at him. But Richie Hogan came on as a sub. I remember there, very near the end, and he got a ball thrown out to him. And he was blocked down, levelled, the ball taken off him. The Limerick boys trampled out over him, down the field, and we got a score. Jesus, Jack, like, you can't come from things like that. Like, you can't sustain that level of physicality, like. No, it was it was definitely rushed the first half. And Matt, I was talking to you at half time, and you mightn't have said it, but you did seem a small bit worried. What did you make of, I suppose, the, the first the first fifteen minutes after half time? Were your worries put to ease then? Uh, no, I'll tell you, I, you're always worried when you're behind at half time, you know. But <coughs> I felt, and <clears throat> the only sort of touched on it there, I thought Kilkenny burned too much energy in the first half particularly in the first 25 minutes. And I think that became self-evident as the game went on. Um, all right, they got the goal. They went five points up. But once Limerick got into the groove, and it was very, very clear after the goal that in, instead of Kilkenny driving on, that what it had done was provoke the response from Limerick. And once Limerick started chipping away at that five-point lead, there was only going to be one winner. And... Um, <clears throat> I agree totally with Donny because we, 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 we saw last year where Kilkenny chipped away on the home straight and brought it down to two points. Now, I would claim that some of the Kilkenny points last year were of a Hail Mary nature because um, they, they, they were sort of struck in, in, in frustration. But that was never going to happen this year. It was never going to happen. And Donny said if the game went down for five minutes, that Kilkenny wouldn't make any further imprint. 
The only one that would make a further imprint on the scoreline, as far as I'd be concerned, would be Limerick at that stage. They were literally unstoppable. Like, you know, yeah. we're talking about hurling, and we've been talking about hurling all year. But now, Jack, the narrative has changed. We're talking about absolute hurling greatness. And oh, yeah. we're, we're, talking, we're, we're talking about a team that has raised the benchmark to a level that hasn't seen before in terms of, uh, of, of physicality, in terms of, of passion, in terms of score-taking, in terms of discipline. Absolutely fantastic. And look, we, we, we've had so many narratives surrounding this Limerick team this year. You know, first of all, Limerick were unbeatable. Then when, when that when that it moved on then to Limerick's discipline and their nitpicking with little things. I could talk I could talk about discipline and 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 um, you know infringements that were committed against Limerick and weren't highlighted during the year. But oh, yeah. you know, now we have seen we have seen what Limerick are all about. But I I don't know, Donny. like coming into the championship and the, the interesting statistic that you put there at the start about Limerick collectively winning the Munster Championship by two points. And that that is correct. You know, it's a it's a fact of life. But I'm just wondering, Donnie, coming into the league, coming into the championship, you had a pretty you had a pretty tough league campaign. You did. Like Limerick played seven games in a condensed period of time and and won six of them to yep. win the league. Yes. And going into the game against Waterford. Like Waterford had an advantage in that they had extra time to prepare. So well, so had so had Claire, yep. you know. And we had those extra games. And I thought that those extra games perhaps inhibited somewhat Limerick hitting the ground running from day one. Matt, without a shadow of a doubt, it is. Yeah, I, I, I think looking back on it now, if you go back to the league campaign, halfway through, John Kiley played the first two rounds of the league. I'd say everyone in Limerick was iffy about whether we were going to go for it or not. We went up to Galway then and we turned them up in the league. I'd say it was after that match that John Kiley decided, you know what, we'll actually go for this league, right? Now, the timing wasn't ideal. We were two weeks out from the final. So we landed in a semi-final and we, 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 we for 40 minutes, Tipperary threw everything at you. It was a fantastic game of hurling. I'd say John was pretty pleased that night coming out of the Gaelic grounds after playing Tipperary in the league semi-final. So we went down to Corkton in the league final and we were playing Kilkenny. And obviously, as we all know, Matt, especially back through the years and everything, Kilkenny will do everything. But in the, the league final was very disappointing. But we'd only two weeks of a turnaround. So John was kind of caught, caught between a rock and a hard place. He couldn't really train him hard. He didn't really know where he was. So he landed in the Waterford match. And as you said there, Dean, sure, Waterford were building this up from last November. John was just building away stepping stones as we went. And like, Matt, there's no point in saying we were very lucky to get over the line against Waterford. We were very, very lucky. And, so, you know, the signs were kind of... It, I, I'm not really sure what it was. I, I, I'm not sure whether it wasn't you were fully at it or whether Waterford were more psyched than you or what. But John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk and all the backroom team have this knack in the last three or four years of the building stones and the building building steps up along and they come nicely. And we went in against Clare in the second round, we were turned up by a pint. So the gas thing about it was when we came to Cork inside in the Gaelic grounds, Matt, the facts of the matter are on the Sunday morning of the Cork match, there was a possibility that Limerick could be out of the championship if results went against you. 
Like mm. they're talking the, the, the betting today is Limerick eight to eleven to win the All Ireland final next year. The, the the Limerick on the Sunday morning of the Cork match, Limerick were ten to one to win the Munster Championship. Because everybody in the country, myself included, thought the Tipperary would bait Waterford. And obviously, if they had done that, it made no difference. But the, as the events unfolded, we, we beat Cork, and obviously, Waterford turned up tip. And Shamat, you have to say the Munster final. The Munster final, from my point of view, was one of the best sporting occasions I have attended. It was in the Gaelic grounds, the sun was roasting, everyone was in great form, as Limerick and Clare. And we, like, at the end of the day, I slightly felt we were a good bit better than Tip that day, but the scoreline doesn't really reflect it. So, as from John's point of view, everything kind of fell into place for him and it worked out for us. And Matt, like every, everybody this week, and ourselves, Matt, we're, we're, talk, we're basking in the glory of four in a row, but you're picking up leagues and monsters away there, Matt, down on top of it. There's a phenomenal phenomenal collection of medals is what these boys are collecting as we go on like yeah but like john kiley's record alone is is absolutely unparalleled and they can talk about brian cody but has brian cody gone into 15 it's 15 finals 13 singer and 221 yes won them all yeah unbelievable this like we're, we're actually in dreamland because, believe it or not, I was around in 1973, as you know. I've been around for a while. I'm an old fellow, as you'd probably think. But, you know, and like the, we suffered 45 years and, and we suffered it together, like, didn't we, um, as, as a collective around the county? Like, and, and like, there, there have been so many miserable days, like, but uh, to, to, we couldn't in our wildest imagination think for one minute that what we're experiencing now would come our way. Not a hope, not a chance of it, because as you said about the 45 years, look, the, the, you, you, we, we've seen Limerick teams back through the years. We've seen great teams that never got to Crow Park. We've seen great players from Limerick playing in Crow Park. We, like, we played in 2007, Jack, and unfortunately from my point of view, I would have, TJ would have played in the 94, 96, so I would have been 16 or 17, so they would have been my idols at that time. And like, the biggest crying shame over that 45 years was that 94, 96 team. That team was entitled to win an All-Ireland. I know you're entitled to nothing, but it was good enough to win an All-Ireland. But we just mm. didn't get over the line. But in 2007, we met the second greatest team of all times. Now we call them, right? But at least this Limerick team have an opportunity now of going in as the greatest hurling team of all times. And from my point of view, I can see nothing... Definitely standing in their way of preparation in making sure that they end up as the greatest team of all times. Yeah, well, Tony, then... um, you, you, you're comparing the, the Kilkenny team there and, and uh, would say the Limerick team, and it, it's valid to make the comparison. They're both won four in a row, but um, and, and this is not to detract from Kilkenny or anything like that, don't, but I'm just stating fact. Like, it, it, you know, it, it is so more. It's so much more difficult to do it now to come out amongst them with the round robin. Back in 100%. those days, if you won two or three games in your province, you were guaranteed to be out of it. Now 100%. you're not. Well, you know, it, the, it, 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 it's and like we, 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 you know, you can't say all oh, Limerick adapted to the round robin because during this reign, like we had the COVID and we had the knockout 
whether it is or knockout, Limerick yeah. have adjusted to it. I would 100% agree with you, Matt. Um, the Munster round, it's a double-edged sword for me because I've often spoken to the boys I played with back the years, right? And it's all, it, it's actually one regret that we, like, don't get me wrong, playing for Limerick is the greatest dream and all that of all times. But if you asked us is what one thing would you have changed from our time to today is we'd love to have played in the round, Robin, Matt. We'd love to have played in it. It's a fantastic competition. The Munster Championship is a fantastic competition. Unfortunately, from the Linster point of view, they don't have as many series teams as what Munster have, right? Now, they still have three or four high-quality teams, but the, st- the level of competition there is not as high as it is in Munster. So you're 100% agree with you that if Kilkenny had to go through a Munster Championship campaign, I do not want to take away from any All-Irelands that they've ever won. They were a fantastic outfit, they were everything. But if they had to come through that level of competition, you don't know what the history books will be saying about them today. You don't know. The other thing I was making a point to Jack there before we came on, Matt, this is actually something that somebody, I, I didn't check this out now, by the way, but when Tipperary won the four in a row in 2010 and Limerick won it in 2023, I was just saying it to Jack and he thinks I was right that the age profile of Limerick's four in a row must surely be back a few years from the Kilkenny team of four in a row. You know, Matt would say the best of the player. Like, Kyle Hayes is 25, like. Matt, the man is to face into his prime. Yeah, like, I actually don't know. As a fella said to me, like, what way would you approach him? Like, I actually don't even know what way you could go about challenging this fella, like. And like... Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. And 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 from this remove, and, um, you know, I asked John Kiley about five in a row and at, at the press afterwards, and he told me, go away and enjoy this one. But, <laughs> you, you know, um, it, look, it is something that, he, you know, as, as he said after the Galway game, it's something that is there and we can get away from it. Um, it's it's um, And like the narrative is all going to be about five in a row now, whether we like it or not. And, and, um, um, and, and rightly so. Um, if if we were sitting here now and we saw another county like Kenny or Wexford or Tipperary put on a performance, we'd be scratching our head out to to, um, to wonder how do you get the better of them. We would, but at the same time, with Matt, if you saw Kilkenny, Cork or Tip doing it, we're all hurling people, as you said, we'd be lauding them. We'd be pra- do you know what I mean? I know we mightn't like to see it happening, but we'd be lauding yeah. how good they are and how they can get so many things right. To be fair, Matt, and you touched on 07. To be fair to that Kilkenny team from 06 to 2010, they had fantastic players. They had the greatest players that I have ever seen. My, from my point of view, <laughs> this Limerick team is upsetting the apple tart for me because Henry Shefflin was the greatest player I'd ever seen on the field. But with this modern era, we have two or three potentials that can go on to be better even. So, look, it's very unfair to compare both teams. So, from my point of view, what people should do is just appreciate both. And, like, this Limerick team, I think, is far from finished. I think that these boys are so level-headed, they're so grounded, they're so respected, and they're so good-natured around this week, even since Sunday. Like, these boys... I would say, to be fair to these boys, you often hear a finish in a competition and you're delighted that you get a break. These boys are probably looking forward to getting going again, which is a phenomenal attribute you can pay to the players like. 
Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you totally there because I, I remember in 2018, less than two weeks after the Limerick Senior Championship started, and I went to see Patrick's well played. And if you didn't know, if you were just told that there are three All Ireland winners out there, they were the three top players on the pitch. Yeah. And here we were now on an absolute high. We were after achieving something that the county hadn't achieved for 45 years. I, yep. Their adaptability and 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 their ability to, to step back down to their clubs and, and the contribution they make to their clubs is 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 simply is simply phenomenal. Yep. And I like do. you know, as, as men, you know, and they do. are the ultimate ultimate role models. At the end of the day, Matt, it's an absolutely fantastic sign of a hurler that when you are finished with your county for that particular year, it's a great sign that a fellow will come back and give his all to his club. Yeah, and to be fair to them, they're, they're very good to the public of, of Limerick to stop, take pictures and everything. And like, these boys are hounded, like, to be fair. And like, I know people with families and it's brilliant. And, you know, it's great to see that people can celebrate with Liam McCarthy, but... I've never heard a bad word of one of the players not giving an autograph or not taking a picture. And Darren Donovan had an interview with After Ball during the weekend, and it's brilliant. And he spoke about character. He said he's not worried about how good a player is or how athletic he is. It's all about character. And these boys have it in abundance. The one thing, Jack, that really, the one comment John Kylie made, I think it was Tuesday, it was Monday evening in Perry Square. Uh, he was interviewed by some crowd and John Kiley said, I want these boys to enjoy life as much off the pitch as these boys enjoy on it. Now, from my point of view, um, I, I know John fairly well. I'm not saying, geez, I, I don't, I'm not claiming that I, I, I'd be, but we had the privilege of winning a county with this man. And that was in 2005. And I'm going back nearly 20 years that we hold with this man. And one thing I say about the man is, he is John Kiley has never changed one bit. He's the very same today as that day. John is great company. He's great crack to be out with. He knows when to have the crack, but obviously he knows when 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 the line has to be drawn to send. So he is definitely like he John Kylie made a statement in the paper last week. I think the boys would have done this without me. That's rubbish. Like that is do you know, it's just every good team needs a leader. And the best advantage these Limerick players have is John Kiley is their leader because what they are doing, meeting the people, meeting the public, as you said, Jack, taking their pictures, John would want them to do that. Do you know what I mean? John would be John, John would be a very humble guy and he would be top class in that regard. So he would be very proud of the fact that you're after saying that now, that these boys will take the time to do all this, you know? Yeah, and, and when he says they would have done it without him, like the crew... Leading from the front, the likes of Keen Lynch, Kyle, Tom Morrissey, Aaron Galan, Sean Finbar, they all had John in 2020 or in, in 2015 with 21 yep. team. Dear Burns was captain, so it's no coincidence that the boys he got at a young age are the ones driving it now. It's an unbelievable stat. It's an unbelievable stat what what John has brought on, and that team that won the All Ireland. Look at the look at what we have got out of it. The other side of the scale is you're talking about. We say he has led him from the front, right? And as a hurling man would say, like, why Casey stepped from fullback to cornerback? Dan Morrissey played centre back, wing back, and fullback. William O'Donoghue played centre field, back to, to centre back. Keen Lynch played centre field, centre forward. It's a great attribute to the manager that when he asks a player to do a job for him, that these boys, like Barry Nash, came from the forwards to the backs, the cornerback even. So, like, it's some sign of a manager. 
not alone did he move you out of your comfort zone, but he is getting these, he is getting the max out of these boys. So it's, it's some sign of, 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 of a team, of the whole team. What would you have done if you were asked to go back cornerback? Jack, to be honest, the truth with you, in, this, in the modern system, the one thing I prefer, in the modern system, I prefer to play cornerback than corner forward because I tell you one thing, Jack and Matt, Matt probably saw me playing a good bit now. There is no way I'd be following a cornerback back to field. So I'd go, <laughs> I'd go cornerback and I'd let the corner forward up the field. That's what I do. Yeah, but talking about corner forwards, I and we mentioned Aaron Galan, you know, you, you played in that position. Like, how good was Aaron this year? And especially when we needed him, you know, he was quite-ish in the final, other boys stepped up. But the Munster final, the All-Ireland semi-final, you know, were Aaron's games. Yes, 100% agree with you. Aaron, look, at the end of the day, the tactic is quite simple on Limerick and we've all seen it. Aaron has to be kept up front at all times. He's obviously the outlet ball. The boys are told to play away with the ball, keep it as long as they can until they get comfortable with it and give it to him. But as a corner forward, as, as a target man, Aaron has the great sign. He can win any kind of a ball, high or low. He doesn't make any difference to him. He's just the kind of fella that just wants to keep getting it. And when he gets it, like, he, he, his shooting accuracy is off the Richter scale. Like, so as a corner forward, he's probably the dream corner forward. Now, the one thing I would say to Aaron, compared to when our time we were playing, the corner forward was always the fast, smart, nippy fella. Like, Aaron has taken physicality to a new, like, a new, like in the semi-final, he cut the ball off none other than Dahi Burke. Like, so, it's just he has taken it to a new level altogether. Because yeah. I was watching the match back, and I would advise anyone that sees it, fellas are telling me Aaron, Aaron was quiet. In the fifth, I think it was the 42nd minute, could be a bit later than that, we were one point down. And Jack, this is a bit of homework for you now. Watch Aaron Galan score to level the match. Wait till you see the score. Watch it back. Because there were so many points, as Matt said earlier on. We've all, you'd forget some of the scores that were got. But watch Aaron Galan score to level the match. Like, if if you got one of them in an All-Ireland final, you could live off it forevermore. Aaron just yeah. put the ball over the bear and sauntered back in to the corner, back in corner forward. The very same again. So... He would be, I would be thinking, you'd be your dream kind of forward. I was actually watching that score only about an hour ago. I, I think yeah, but, it might start with Dan Morrissey in defence, does it? And you see, it, you see yeah, Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, was, was, Flanagan threw it back out him, but he was he was fifty yards out on the sideline. Yeah, and Swivel Dante is, I don't know, he doesn't have a weaker side, but Swivel Dante, <laughs> whatever side he was on, yeah, fired harder the year is he? Should look at the end of the day. To be fair, yes. He is, he is. Look, in fairness to Kyle Hayes, I have Kyle Hayes back to be hurler of the year. I am going to be promoting Kyle Hayes as much as I possibly can. <laughs> but to be fair to Aaron Galan, you hit the nail on the head there, Jack. When the when the, when, when, when the matches were in the melting pot, Aaron Galan was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I know I know you've backed Kyle, but I know a few boys from Creeves had backed Aaron when yeah. when he was very high odds. So yes. he'll, he'll, be, he'll be different there. Matt, yeah. you're jumping in there. Yeah, I was just just a couple of things there, and uh, you, you were talking about John Kiley and what he has achieved. Only, I suppose, uh, assembling the team that he has on the field is only part of the story. He has assembled an excellent backroom team that totally work in coordination, which I suppose for any team is hugely important. Oh, without a Matt, and I was actually very close to the whole scenario on Sunday. And what John does is he uses it excellently. He has a massive team. Paul Kinnerk never left his side. It's, 
like having a man of the quality of Paul Kinnear coming on behind you must be from John. It's it's a dream partnership. I see Caroline Courage very close to the front. Like Alan Cunningham has a massive input. I was watching him on Sunday. He is massive. In, his knowledge of the game must be off, unbelievable. We say he's cute enough then to have Dodge and the Hurleys, right? And I would have played with Dodge. Like Dodge's knowledge of Hurling would be outstanding. So to have a man like that, that you can throw something to, is phenomenal. And what John Kiley actually uses very well is he's, he's all his backroom team. His medical men are even used to the limit, you know? So... You're 100% right, Matt. John, 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 John Kiley has built a phenomenal panel of 37 players. But another massive factor for him is he has built 12 or 15 massive characters in his backroom team. But to get a sense of the achievement, Donny, we, 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 we cannot shy away from mentioning that, you know, the loss of Peter Casey and Keane Lynch last year, Sean Finn and 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 um, Declan Hannon this year. You, you, you know, you you just say to yourself, "Well, Kilkenny in that position," and it was Mickey Butler and and, yes. and Ricky Reid were out. You yes. know, um, like it's, and like we, we we've seen over the years the inspiration that Declan Hannon is, and and John Kylie. Now, I, I would say that you know he got a bit of time, like that he knew three weeks yes. out or more from the Galway game that he had time to prepare for it. But like the manner in which he they meticulously prepared for, and if if like if you were told at the start of the 2022 championship that we were going to be without Peter Casey and Keen and and Keen Lynch, you'd throw your hands up and you'd say, "Ah oh, hell," you know. And the same this year, if you were told you're going to be without Sean Finn and Declan Hannon, I I, I think that 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 is something that can be lost. Um, you know the you, you know John John Kylie has been dogged by injury, like. To get two cruciates in the one evening, nine yeah. days out from an All Ireland final, yeah, you know, and to come from it, it yeah. it's it's just simply it's unimaginable. Massive sign, mass, massive sign of the faith in the thirty-seven. A massive sign of it. I would say these boys, in fairness to Declan, look, I, I, I actually thought Declan was going to be a, obviously was a huge loss, but I thought it was going to be a telling factor when we got to Crow Park. I thought Declan's calming influence. Over the whole thing was phenomenal. We were we we were we were seven points up against Cork, I think, and Declan went off, and Cork brought it back to a point. We were five or six up against Clare, and Declan went off, and they brought it back to within a point. I was very fearful of Declan missing. The other thing is, you said there about missing the players and what would other teams do. He did throw us off centre when he named William O'Donoghue at centre back. I did not see that one coming. I thought he would have left William in the middle of the field, because to be fair to William O'Donoghue. Another man in the Dan, the Dan Morrissey category. He is after a phenomenal year, what the man is after doing. he If you go back to the Cork match in the Munster Championship, he had a monstrous game that day. He set up scores. He broke defense, he broke down Cork attacks. He brought ball out of defence. He was up and down the field. So, to be able to, like, you're, you're saying about pulling Richie Reid out of Kilkenny. Like, to take one of the best midfielders in the country and put him back centre-back. And the team still can play to that potential is a fair sign of just the panel of players that he has. Yeah. We, but you, you just touched on him there and we, 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 you know, you cannot have a full conversation about last week's All-Ireland and indeed without mentioning Keane Lynch. I have been on record as saying that he's the best hurler of all time and um, 
I, 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 I think I think that that view has been reinforced over the particularly over the last two games. When you look at what he has been through, we'll say last year, and at the start of this year, and to get to Croke Park, you know, for basically what it was, his first two full games of the year, yes, the type 100%. of performances that he turned on, it's only somebody so special can do it. Well, Jermatt, the only way you can describe the two performances, well, the semi, I thought in the semi final, he, 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 when I was at the matchup there, I said, geez, Keane was kind of in and out of it. But when I came home and watched it in telly, he had huge influence on the whole performance. But in the final, it's just the man's skill and his level. The only way to describe Keane Lynch is if Limerick had a third match to play in two weeks' time, he would come in to them for all of the year with his three with his three matches. He's he's dead. He's so good, like so. But a hundred percent agree. We go back to the start of the show. You said about Wexford or Cork or Tipperary or Clare. Jeez, Matt, like we're just blessed that we're able to see these boys. And I, in ten days' time, will be coming up against them. So it's just it's it's actually surreal to be honest when you think about it. How close you can get to these boys how good they are, and to be able to say in years' time to come, hopefully, that we were lucky enough to witness it all ourselves. Like So it's a fantastic time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just it's just incredible, really. And I know we, we can't get drawn too much on the Kilkenny team from the past, but who from that Kilkenny team would you say will definitely, would definitely make into this Limerick team like from playing against them? <laughs> you know, I won't say who you have to take out, but is there... You mentioned that halfback line that had Tommy and JJ. Yeah. No, there's only a couple that would, couple, but yeah. there are a couple. Yeah, well, you see, yeah. I suppose when you when you put comparisons together, you have to go style of players too, and you're asking who's the manager and who's the coach. Like Jackie Turrell was an absolute serious cornerback. You'd have to seriously consider him for any team. But he was up against Barry Nash, and Barry Nash can do things like that. I have never ever seen cornerbacks do. You've you've obviously Tommy and J- and JJ. And like up front, like you have, like your James Chaff is Patrick in the middle of the field now. He was a fair York. James Chaff was a fair York. Like now he retired yeah. very early, but he was a fair hurler. And like you go up front in, like, and you'd, you'd, you'd Eddie Brennan, Owen Larkin, Richie Power. Like I'm talking some serious quality players. And I didn't even get to the king yet. Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's difficult to know what way we want to look. From my point of view, right? I, I, I don't really want to compare them, but it would have been some battle between the two teams now. But I think overall, like it's very, very difficult to say because there were different times. A bigger question then is who would you want to refer if them, that team met the modern team? Who would you want to referee it? Do you know what I mean? What way do you want to referee it? Like, so if that Kilkenny team was meeting this, they, they thought they were physical. But, like, when you see these boys up close and Matt has stood into them many's the time to try and interview them, you're, you, you, you're talking about giants. Like, so the only way to describe them is giants. Like, so yeah. it's very, very difficult. But Kilkenny had quite, look, they had quality players, they had great players. And, and it's very difficult to, to manage them. But you definitely will be thinking there will be definitely three or four of them will come into line. But it is hard to fault any of the Limerick fellas, though, to be fair to them. Uh, yeah, Matt, uh, like, I'll ask you one question, Matt. Kyle O'Neill, like, yeah, he'd, be on a lot of, he'd be on a lot of teams, like, he'd be, he'd be on, he'd be on every other county team but Limerick. I think so, like, he'd, like, he, he'd be, and that, is, that includes Kilkenny. Kilkenny, what would they give yeah. him? Yes, 
You know, what, what we're seeing, what we're seeing when you're talking about Cahal O'Neill, what we're seeing is only his impact off the bench. Yes. But like we 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 saw Cahal O'Neill when he was at underage level yeah. and when he was at, at at under 20 level. And like, you know, th th this is one thing that gets me going the wrong way, Donny. When I think of last year's All-Ireland under 20 final and, and, and Cahal O'Neill couldn't play in it because of a nascent rule and nothing else, yes. you know. 100% agree with you. He stood, he stood out at that level. And, you know, I, I would, you know, don't ask me who should he replace. But I yes, would just love to see the day when yeah. Cahal O'Neill gets 70 minutes. Yeah, you know, and I 100% agree with you. He's a fantastic player. And I, I'm going to reiterate what you said. I 100% agree with you that the under-20 rule is an absolutely scandalous rule. It happened again with, with, with Cork this year. It happened, it happened with him. And it's a phenomenal rule that because a player is of such high quality that he suffers, that he can't play his own grade. So it's a bit stupid, to be honest with you. If the truth be told, it's a stupid rule, to be honest with you. But... Look, yeah. and and Cahill, and and look, Derek Ling won won an under twenty All Ireland with Kilkenny, right? The question mark will always remain that if we could have our full complement, would he have won the under twenty All Ireland? But the funny part about it is, Donny, that you know, uh, part of the reasoning behind the rule, of course, was burnout. Yeah, and we 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 we, we convert the Munster Championship in from a knockout to a round robin. <laughs> You know, you, you couldn't make it up, you know. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree with you. Yeah, but we don't want to lose how good Cahill has been for the seniors. You know, there's oh, a reason geez. that he missed it, like, and it's true how good he is, you know. But if, if I think Cahill, like, the way he's going, he'll be starting next uh, next May or April. And, and that's the other thing about Limerick, Tony, is none of the players can really rest assured because... If you bring back Declan and Sean, you know, yeah. they're probably going to start. Carl yeah. will want to be starting. Shane O'Brien has more time. Adam English when yeah. he debut. Yes. Karen Costa's in now. That they, they won't get complacent because there's no there's no chance to get complacent because you'll be gone. Yeah, 100 percent agree. We have mentioned Colin Coughlin. Colin and, and there's there's another player coming from Belly Brown, Matt, who's a, a high quality player. I've seen him firsthand playing against him at Belly Brown at club level. Aidan O'Connor. Is a series talent as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I saw that performance against the bouncers last year. Yes, very, very, very impressive young fella, and he he have a year under his belt now, and he's only a young fella, like so. He he comes strong as well. So look, without a shadow of a doubt, the only thing is a, a, a side throw from that there, no Jack, uh, and Matt will be will, will more than likely be covering it because what he does at the best, I actually don't know how he gets all the matches. Is uh, we're 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 playing Carl O'Neill in the Junior A hurling championship, and I am after being given the task of, I'll be man-marking him that day, Jack, so I don't want to blow him up too much, I, I, just in case. That, uh, he, 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 so, I thought you'd retired. We, well, I, I think I'm coming back just especially for this job. After what I saw in Crow Park, I felt that the, the, it was the only thing to do maybe was to come out of it to have a court. Yeah, you're laying so, out your intentions on the line early this year. <laughs> yes, Jack. Get after celebrations. I'll tell you what, Jack. I'll tell you one thing, Jack, the fella that'll get the job of marking him, he, he'll definitely sleep that night, I guarantee you. Well, I'll tell you what, if I was down to Mark Hall and Neil, I'd be sending him out for points every day of the week until that game came. I'd be saying, 100%. Well done, and he'd enjoy the celebration. Not easier playing goal for Benny Steen footballers, Jack. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't take that either. But on the celebrations themselves, actually, I think I kind of got a sense that 
the players nearly have enjoyed this one as much as any. Maybe not 2018, because that's different. But there seems to be a real, I don't know, buzz that they've won a fourth one. And you, you'd think that maybe a small bit of hunger would subside and that celebrations would be a bit tamer. But not with these guys. They, no. they know well what they've achieved and they're dead right to celebrate the way they are. I think the fact, Jack, I think one of the main reasons for that is the, the level of doubt came in all over the country. All the counties outside were questioning whether Limerick could sustain the four in a row or not. So I think the level of celebration, I think, is coming from the level of satisfaction that the boys got. Like, as Matt said there, Sean Finn and Declan Hannon, like, to call a spade a spade, to lose two star, all, four, four, four all-stars, like, to lose them out of your starting 15, the question marks come, the Munster teams think they're getting closer to you, like the level of satisfaction they must have got last Sunday evening, that is the sure sign of your level of celebration. I think. Yeah. Uh, but Donnie, like you're you're talking about losing the two boys. Like add in Richie English. Yeah, 100%. And you lost three of your four seven defenders. Yes, I hundred percent agree with you. I hundred percent agree with you. And like it's a fair testament to Arden Kostler. He, he got a spin out last Sunday and his debut for the Limerick Seniors is in the All-Ireland Final. That'll tell you, like, of the level of commitment that these boys can put in to, to see it through, like, do you know what I'm saying? You you were yeah. down, you were down, you're down to, like, as Matt said, you're losing three of your seven defenders and still you have boys fighting the cause to get Limerick over the line, you know? Yeah, I, I but I think the one we thing had a discussion seven... last week, uh, Donny, with Nicky Brennan, um, with quite a prolonged discussion about the goalkeepers. Oh, what, what's your down. take on Murphy and Quaid? Yeah, look, hundred percent agree with you. I'm going to be a completely hundred percent biased here, and I don't want, I, I don't really want to be because I have you. I love watching Owen Murphy playing, but I don't think Owen Murphy is makes fantastic saves. He makes. It's unbelievable what the man can do. His eye for the ball is fantastic, but he can get turned up in his puck outs. But what Nicky Quaid has done for Limerick, Nicky Quaid started all of this five All-Irelands and four in a row. Because for me, the changing point in Limerick's whole success story was the flick in 2018 in the All-Ireland semi-final. Harnady had the ball stuck in the net, Nicky blocked it, and the rest is complete history. I watched his puck out. Nicky's greatest attribute, and it's a great sign of him, is when the pressure is the most, Nicky really comes in, really, really steps up in the play. So for me, Matt, Owen, Owen Murphy, high-quality keeper, top-class shot stopper, an awful lot of things going for him. But not for me is he better than Nicky Quaid. Not a hope of it. Yeah. I'm on the I, same hymn sheet completely as, as, as you, Tony, on that. I, I'm, I'm, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more because, yeah, yeah look, Owen Murphy is a fantastic shot, shot, yeah. shot stopper. But what you're talking about is the totality of a goalkeeper. Yes. And Nicky has got it every, every bit of it, you know. Yes. And like two all-stars. And um, I hate talking about these all-stars, but um, yeah. it, it's a paltry return for the contribution that he has made over the last six years. Hundred yeah. percent, and like at the end of the day, right? I see all the media the night. They're giving Owen Murphy. Uh, it was a fantastic save against Clare. Don't get me wrong, 
it's a fantastic thing to be able to do. It was brilliant. But in the overall scheme of things, like Nicky's contribution to this team is phenomenal. Like I, 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 I was of the opinion at one stage during this year that Nicky Quaid would come into contention for hurler the year. Was, I thought he'd break with tradition. And I thought he could have been the first goalie ever to get hurler the year. His puckouts are so... You go back to the 21 points last week. Nicky, Nicky's restarts, he definitely had a hand in 10 of them, I'd say. So that's mm. phenomenal what's that, what he's at there. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone in Limerick would swap Nicky Quaid for no. any goalie in the country. I think they'd be, they'd be mad to as well. And another one of those boys like Dan Morris, he will done who Dara that goes underrated. But oh. I think people slowly appreciate these lads yeah. and, and, and the role they have to, have to play. But we touched on the five in a row and, and it's it's not really supposed, we shouldn't really talk about it now because we should bask in the four in a row. But who, who do you think is the closest challenger? It's definitely um, Jack. It's definitely Munster. Uh, yeah. I, I would have no issues when we come out of Munster. It's just obviously the draw will be made next for twenty twenty four. We're away to Cork. We're away to Clare. Two tough matches to be away for now. So yeah. you 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 you've water coming to town. You've tip coming to town. I think all the teams in Munster are getting slightly better, but. If Limerick can maintain the hunger, if they go for the drive for five, and I know it's a shame to be talking about it in the week that we're in it, but it is most definitely in their hands. Who are the closest? I think Clare would probably, probably the closest. I think they're that they're, they're they're not far off it. They're not, in fairness, Clare, they're they're one or two players off it, and. Of all the teams that like playing against Limerick, the neighbourly love between Clare and Limerick is that is the matchup that can kind of take on a life of its own, you know. And I have to give a small mention then to Matt's near neighbours. He's closer than me, and I'm fair close. Would be the Bold Rebels down the road. In fairness to them, eventually they'll probably get their house in order. Yeah. Eventually, so them two for me would probably be, I think, the closest. Yeah, I, I, I think Cork are, are definitely coming. Yeah. But on that, you know, Clare obviously beat Limerick this year. And, but it was yeah. a game that didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Limerick's record that Matt alluded to a while ago, like 15 from 15, the, the 13 in the in the senior. Like, how, how can a team win so many finals without getting caught once? You yeah. know, it's just incredible. Yeah, uh, Keane Lynch said it in his speech. In, in, my, in, in my opinion, Keane Lynch gave it all in his speech. He said that there's an awful lot of good men behind the whole setup. And he said there's one great woman. And to be fair to her, I have to give it to her that I think her level of work has really grounded the like these boys are in a circle at the moment and they need to make the very, very most of it. And she is getting it through to them. And to be fair to them, they're backing it up then when they go on the field. Like Jack, you're hundred percent right, like. How can you face 15 finals and not get cocky in one of them? And if you go back to all the finals, right? We have performed as good as any performance in the year in the final. Yeah. So like that's that's how they can how they can do that. There is definitely someone working their magic. And I like the boys, I like the way the boys had the respect for her after the match the other day and the way they speak about her in fairness to her. Her level of work, it, it, it's working magic for Limerick at the moment. Right. 
just just to take up something there, Jack, that 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 um, Donny touched on, and and like you know, we witnessed one of the great finals in Croke Park, or certainly one of the greatest half finals in this in the second half. But we also mentioned, and, and you touched on it, we also witnessed one of the great acceptance speeches from Keen Lynch. Hundred percent agree with you. Hundred percent, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ah, he's great, man. Look, to be fair to Keane, he's one of the most soundest men you could meet. He's a gentleman, off the field, a gentleman. And, and it came across. And you'll know, you know you you know straight away that it was going to be a great speech because Keane meant what he was saying. It was fantastic. He's a fantastic leader, fantastic captain. And, like, you hit the nail on the head there. What he's gone through, like, she's like, it, it makes it sweeter even to be able to watch him doing this, like. Do you know, and like to be fair to Declan, and like you have to feel sorry for Declan that Sunday evening. Whatever about like every fellow wants to play on Crow Park, to be fair to him, right? But this man was going up the steps, Matt, for five McCarthy Cups, like, and a cruel injury took it off him, you know. But to be mm. fair, like a vintage, this setup and John Kiley's management and everything, Declan rode in behind the boys, and he, I read today in the paper that Declan gave a speech at half time and it helped him massively in the second half performance. Great sign of the man, Dick. Another humble man, another don't help man. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's phenomenal what these boys, the control they have of themselves is phenomenal what they're putting themselves through. Yeah, they're just. Yeah, but uh, Dickens, Dickens speeches, in fairness, over the last four years are the what? biggest challengers to Keen. You know, they're, 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 they're yeah, all on a car like them. You know, and, and, and the humility, you know, it oozes out of them, you know. It's unbelievable. Like and like Declan Hannon, Declan Hannon has led us to four McCarthy Cups and hopefully he'll be back. If, like if he's back next year, he's back in again as captain or whatever way John wants to go about it. But to touch on Keen Lynch there, you see it. Like Matt, when I was a young fella growing up, Patrick Swell were the pinnacle. Like They were the pinnacle club in Limerick, right? And like Matt, the three players you mentioned earlier on there and just about what they have. There's a fair chance they're going to get the third hurl. Like, what an achievement for a club like for 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 a club of Patrick Swell stature to have three hurlers of the year in the like Jesus Matt is it's some turnout of players like oh, it's yeah. unbelievable unbelievable absolutely when it when it comes for all that they have won domestically like yes um you know until 2018 their return of all Ireland medals was pr pretty yes. paltry now you'd have to say yes you know yes, yes. um you'd, you'd go back to Richie Venus and then um, Phil Venice and Frankie Nolan and those yeah. Sean Foley in in, in um, 73 but you know they had a very fallow period in the meantime 45 years but yes. for what the contribution they've made as a club and 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 what they have achieved in the in the Limerick domestic championships 20 times um Limerick champions absolutely phenomenal no, a fantastic club. Fant and we have a fantastic club. What they've done has been unbelievable. What they've produced has been unbelievable. If Gary Splang get to a, a Limerick quarterfinal or playing pass well, are you marking Keane or Aaron or Dearman? <laughs> pick your poison. I, pick your poison I, I, there. I think, no, Jack, I think the best thing, we'll take your advice on that one, I think, and we'll we'll skip that one, I'm afraid. I tell you, we'll, we'll have to sit that one out, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. We'll we won't be around that there. <laughs> yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to be. There's one thing I just wanted to say to John before we left, and you had mentioned that you were fairly close to the field, and you mentioned a few times the size of these players. Because I was listening to a football podcast, they ran about the Kerry Dublin game, and they were at the Limerick match, and they were saying they couldn't get over how big, yep. these Limerick players. But they're they're as skillful as anyone else. It's just they're freaks in the best in the best way. 
Well, I had the privilege there two two years ago. I'd say I had the privilege of standing. We were playing St. Patrick's in the junior championship. I had the privilege of standing on the same field as Grod Egerty. Now, thanks be to God, he was at one side and I was at the other. But after the match, I actually went up to him just to shake his hands, obviously. And uh, Jesus, Jack, I could for such a big man. His level of skill on the ground, like, it's actually surreal to try and compromise how he can get down over the ball. He can flick it, they're flicks into their hand. What they can do with a hurley, I have never have seen anything like They're unbelievable What for big men. Like, you're talking about, you're, you, we go through the physicality of the team, right? Dan Morrissey, Dermot Burns, Declan Hannon, William O'Donoghue, Kyle Hayes. Um, Garot Hegarty. Garot Hegarty. Galen is a big yoke. Flanagan is a big yoke. Like, and like, we'll say, just in case, Dean, you're lucky enough to avoid them, right? Like, you've Mike Casey, Dalla Donovan, Tom Morrissey, Peter. Like, these mightn't be the tallest, but they're yeah. big, like, tanks, like. Yeah. So like it's, it's it's just physicality. You just <laughs> I actually don't know how what way you'd approach uh how you're gonna get around these fellas, you know. And like to touch back into Crow Park for the 45 years of hurt we were on about, we often went to Crow Park and we didn't perform as good as we should have a lot of times, right? These boys have gone to Crow Park and performed every time, which yeah. is some sign of the team. They've performed every match they've played in Crow Park. They've performed. Yeah, there's very few days they they haven't performed. To be fair, to some. Um, no, but, abroad, go on. No, no. To be fair, you're right, Jack. Yeah, very few days they haven't performed. But you have you're absolutely Jack, right. You have. Oh, unfortunately, Jack, the McCarthy Cup is given out in Crow Park. It's not given out in any other ground in Ireland. And unfortunately, that's where you have to perform to your best to try and collect it. And these yeah. boys, by Jesus, when they walk out onto the field. Whatever the grass does to them up there, they can really turn the screw by and they can they can demolish a team in 10, 15 minutes. Like. Yeah. Matt, I'll throw it over there before if, we, if, we if let you disregard go back to the right, If you disregard the 2019, sorry, Jack, if you disregard the 2019 semi-final and we know the controversial circumstances in which it, it, it ended, had we got that 65, we had three of the top matchmen in the country, Adam Galan, Shane Dowling yep. and Dermot Burns, who, uh, in my opinion, some whichever one of them took yes. it on would have potted the 65. We've won five semifinals in Croke Park. We've won five finals in Croke Park. We've won a National League final in, in, in Croke yep. Park. So, like, from from being our graveyard, it's gone to being our happy hunting ground. 100%. 100% agree with you, yeah. Unfortunately, and you have to be able to perform there. You have to be. And these boys... They know, they sense it, they can smell it by when they get to Crop Park. They know how to get over the line. Yeah, that's that's one thing they're they're definitely good at. Donny, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you for the, for the last hour. It's been a, a pleasure watching this Limerick team, as you well know yourself. And there's no sign of stopping them. I think it is the major is the major thing to take from this last hour or so. No sign, Jack. Hi, Jack, thanks very much. Hi, Matt. No bother. Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks a million, Donny. We'll be in touch again soon. Mind yourself. Right, good, luck, good, good, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Now, Donny Ryan, a former Limerick hurler, um, came up against the second greatest oh, team look, um, of all time, yeah, Matt. Donny, Donny Ryan, apart from being a great hurler, like is one of the great characters of the GAs. You got you got a snapshot of it there, Jack. But um, being a great hurler and you know being a character. 
but what an informed character he is about the game. Like he, you could see his passion for the game, his love for the game, and above all, Jack, his his intimate knowledge of the game is is is, is just simply phenomenal. You know. Oh, he he knows exactly what he's talking about, and obviously played at the highest level. And if it wasn't for that Kilkenny team, you know, very likely that that he'd have another in the middle, and to be. And there'd be more all animals going around. Yeah, like, the, current, yeah, the current crop are making up for it, Matt, aren't they? They're they're slowly but surely rising up the ranks. There's I think I counted 18 of them now have five all Ireland medals, and you'll go a long yeah. way to find more lads outside of Kilkenny that have won five all Ireland medals. And it is it is quite hard to to I suppose realize what exactly this team are doing because you're in the here and now and, and there's no sign of it stopping, and it will stop eventually. That, that's a given, but it doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. But we won't, we won't look forward anymore, Matt, because we need to really appreciate the team. What was Sunday like for you overall? Oh, sure, look, um, uh, the, despite the, the 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 logistics of getting there um, and getting home, I didn't get home till one p one a.m. But um, look, uh, you'd suffer anything just to see this team and. And I'll, I'll tell you, getting walking back in Tabby Street and getting the loose back to the Red Cow, and it absolutely crumbled like sardines. Um, look, you, you get all, you, you you suffer all that because the overriding consideration on a day like that is just what you have seen. And um, really, you know, you, you you need a bit of time and you need a bit of space after a performance like that. To put into context what exactly has been achieved, because as you said there earlier on, you, you're living in the here and now, you know, and you're just you're 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 only looking back retrospectively a matter of hours. But in the cold light of day on Monday, and you sat down and you thought, gee, you know, um, thinking back to '73, the hopes, uh, thinking back to you know to 1980, the final against Galway. The two finals in in the nineties, ninety four and ninety six, that got away. The two thousand and seven final when you extrapolate the two goals, um, as Donny Ryan said, um, uh, that Kilkenny got early on in the game, and it was a pretty even game after that because Limerick more than matched Kilkenny. And um, you know, and here we are now, you know, celebrating four in a row, five in six years. It's then it it it's then it dawns in you and sort of um, you come to terms with, with with the magnitude of it and you sort of analyze and and you say to yourself why did it happen and um, you know you can only come to one conclusion Jack that from a Limerick hurling point of view we're 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 witnessing as I said earlier in the podcast we're we're not just witnessing hurling we're witnessing hurling greatness and um, and um, I have no doubt, Jack, and, you know, I'll be accused of green mist in my glasses and green mist in my eyes and my ears, but I don't care where I'm accused of it. This is the best team of all time. Best team I've ever seen, anyway. Oh, yeah. I I, I grew up with the Kilkenny team of 06 to 09, I suppose, into up to 2015, really. And I always just, watching games, you had no hope for the opposition. And we're obviously biased now, and I don't think teams are going to beat Limerick as well. So I won't say it yet. I I think I'd let Limerick win the five in a row and then the history books will speak for itself. But in the last 10, 15 years, there's been nothing like this team. Kilkenny 0609 are the only ones that can compare to them. And I think when the history books are written, 
it, it, it won't be comparable anymore. It'll be the second best team and Limerick as the best team. But Matt, again, from a historical point of view, you know, Kenny have done the four in a row and, and so so have Cork and Limerick have done it now. And there was teams of the three in a row. But for a team outside of Cork, Kilkenny, and I suppose Tipperary as well, to do this, like Limerick have won 12 All-Irelands. They've won nearly half of those in the last six years. You know, a team like Limerick isn't supposed to win this many All-Irelands this quick. But that, 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 that was the perception, like, Jack. And, and um, you know, w- w- we were entitled to be very downcast in 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 the in particularly in the nineties, um, when let's say in inverted commas the the, the minnows, um, came to came to the top and in in that period you'd awfully getting their all Irelands, you'd Clare getting their all Irelands, you'd Wexford getting their all Irelands, and we were still the bridesmaids. We were losing too, and you were beginning to say to yourself, oh, "Look, our day isn't isn't going to come come at all," and then. Prior to that, you had you at the end or coming up to ninety, you had Galway getting their all Irelands in all four counties. You know there were belows in the Roll of Honor at that time, and are considerably belows now. You know they they, they were getting like him. Um, Galway got two, Offaly got two, Clare got two, or did Offaly get three? They def- two and and Wexford got one. You know, and we were saying to ourselves. You know, we're regarded as one of the stronger hurling counties. How can this be happening? You know, and we 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 just can't. You know, but by God, you know, we we've made up for it now. And I I wouldn't be apologetic to anybody, Jack, for we winning five All Irelands in six years. You know, the structures were putting were put in place dating back to you know lift, lifting the treaty and the, you know the the people that that had had a bit of vision and above all what was necessary you know when lifting the treaty started and all that sort of thing, Jack and the structures were proper structures, proper structures were put in place that that there was one ingredient that w- w- was there and it's 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 an ingredient that you find very little of in sport and that's patience. You know, yeah. and and um, it it all started coming good when when Brian Ryan's side won back to back minor championships in 2013, 2014, and um, uh, that was a breakthrough in itself. We had only won, like you know, if you won a round of the Munster Championship for a number of years there, you know, you were seen to the high heavens, and here we were winning two in a row for the first time ever in our history, and then move on fast forward to 2015. And John Kiley's all conquering under 21 team. Move on another two years, and we had Pat Donnelly's team. So the bricks were being slowly laid, you know, and were being laid on a very, very solid foundation. And I remember at the presentation of medals to um the Limerick under 21 team of, 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 of 2015 in the Woodlands. John Kiley gave a speech that night as their manager. And anyone that wanted to listen to him, you know, and anyone that wanted to take heed of him, he did he put no tooth in it. He said, if this is to be converted into success at seeing a level, it's a three-year, it's a three-year job. He was proved totally right. Absolutely totally right. 2015, 2018. And the rest yeah. is history. Well, John Kyle doesn't get much wrong. Um, a leader no, of he men. gets he gets nothing wrong I, in my book, you know. Yeah, and you talked about patience, Matt, but also 
an awful lot of hard work. Um, you know, like John, Paul, Ing, Angus, Donald, Caroline, these people, and the ones that have gone before them, Mike Kiley, John, Joe O'Connor, and them, they have put in, and Karen, obviously, of course, is the current SNC, but they put in so much work. But the players themselves, Matt, like we saw them, you mentioned that minor team. You know, when you look at the size of those lads then compared to now, you know, and obviously skill levels have improved and they're brilliant hurdlers, but sheer physicality that has become so important to the game doesn't happen overnight, doesn't happen over the course of a year. That is year on year consistency in the gym, on the field, and they're monsters of men. And obviously Kyle is tall and Garod is tall, Dermot's tall, but the muscle they put on, Mike Casey, you know, isn't that tall, but you would not want to go near that man. Darren Donovan is the same, very strong lads that they have put in so much work to get where they are. And, you know, totally deserving of every accolade they get. Absolutely. We, we, we couldn't give them enough of accolades, but but we, 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 we tend to hand out the accolades on, we'd say, the basis of the performance of last Sunday. But we really, really, Jack, have to delve into how did that type of performance come. And basically, you're talking about a group of guys, you know, and and um, an excellent management team that John Kiley has assembled. To a certain degree, putting their lives on hold for our gratification. You know, yeah. like it, it's grand. It's grand to revel and eulogize in, in Croke Park and in the precincts of Croke Park after the All-Ireland final, but you know, ask yourself the question and stand and reflect for a minute. Reflect for a minute when these guys were out in the wet wind, frost and snow last last December, January and February. You know, there's where the foundation of, 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 of last Sunday were, were laid. When these fellas, you know, we were sitting watching television, Fair City or whatever, whatever other city or match or um, Monday, Monday night football or whatever, you know. But these guys, you know, they were slogging it out, you know, and like uh, last Sunday, just it just it, it just doesn't happen, Jack, by accident, you know. No. And, and we 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 we've got a sense of it over the last six years, but you know, for for the skill levels, the fitness levels, everything, full credit to them. But full credit to them um, uh, for the sacrifices they have made to bring themselves to the to to this level. You know, we, we it's grand. We see it all in Crow Park. We see it in Tullus. We see it in Cork. We see it wherever, you know. But the, 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 the work that goes on behind it, the protracted amount of work that goes on behind it, and the amount of their time that they give up at the end of the day for our gratification is just simply phenomenal. Full credit to them, Jack. Yeah, I think thank you is probably the most apt thing you could say at this time for the great days and the enjoyment as as the city as a whole and Limerick has got a bad rep over the years, but these boys nearly are single-handedly, you know, they're boosting the economy so much, first and foremost, but the joy in people's faces, the pride to say you're from Limerick and, you know, you know some of these boys and they're from the same area as you and the signage around the city and county, the bunting flags, everything lights up a city these group of men and that one special woman and everyone involved their their partners, wives, kids, everything. You know, they all play into it. We're all feeding off it. And long may it continue. And as as Donny Ryan I'm, says, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people going around with smiles. I thought they wouldn't even be able to smile. So and that's that's been brought about by by, by these boys. 
Yeah, Limerick Carter is making the impossible possible. So mm-hmm. I hope to God the lads are still enjoying it. It's Wednesday afternoon. They've probably had a heavy few days of it, but they'll get through it because next week I'm sure they'll be getting uh, the club managers will be on to maybe on Sunday evening or Monday morning saying, hi, we have a match the weekend, but we will be looking forward to that next week, Matt. But what a win. What I, a I, I just make a point. I just make a point to you on that, Jack. Um, my own clubman, David McCarthy, and congratulations to him. Um, um, he, he was the sub goalkeeper. David is in championship action tomorrow evening with with Limerick uh, with Dunroe against Napiersig in the first round of the Premier Intermediate Championship, and all, all, also at, at the weekend you have you have Nicky Quaid, Fergal O'Connell, David Reedy. Um, they're not going to have much time to to celebrate, and 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 we know. We know of those individuals, you know, the type of commitment that they give to their clubs. Like, Dave has only had four days, you know, Nicky and Nicky and, and Ferguson Sorry. and um, David Reedy, they've had seven days. But you, you will see the following weekend, you know, you will you, you will see the lads with the senior clubs hit, hit, hitting the ground running, you know. Um, it's Look, it, it's a hallmark of what these guys are about. And I, I will never forget, no, no, um um, in, back in 2018, as I said, I went to a match 11 days after the final, and like you would excuse the county players, you know, if they had getting carried away and all the narrative about ending 45 years and all that. And then um, inside in Clahan, the three best players on the field were Dermot Burns, Keen Lynch, and and Adam Yeah, you can't tell me you were surprised about it though. Oh no, no, I was well, well to an element, and I I I, I wasn't surprised. But hadn't they been the three best players in the field, I would have excused them in the circumstances. Yeah, well, three of the best in Limerick, and by God, we were blessed with an awful lot of very good players. But uh, what 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 a few days it's been, and we'll enjoy the four in a row before there's any talk, any more talk of a drive for five. But uh, well done, John, John, John Kylie lectured me in Croke Park about that when I asked him about the five in a row. I said, for God's you sake, hardly... Matt, would you enjoy this one? You hardly expected a different answer from John, but um, it's not the only All Ireland final that we'll be talking about, Matt, because on Saturday afternoon, the Limerick Ladies Footballers did their part in securing a, a, a double Ireland All Ireland final. Anyway, uh, they won their semi final, ten points to one six against Fermanagh, a team that have beaten them in two semi finals in recent years. But Graham Shineside. Uh, great courage, I suppose, after very slow start. There wasn't a score for 25 minutes. For men, I got a goal in the first half to take a healthy-ish lead into the half. But Limerick controlled the second period. and They're into the Ireland final uh, on September 13th. Um, yeah, yeah, Jack. And um, I, I can't say I have any level of surprise at it. Because I saw I saw the two games against Sligo and against them um, against them um, down two down. teams down from intermediate and who play in Division Three <coughs> in the football league and I heard people saying in in um, Newcastle West when we lost to down kind of throwing their hands in the air saying oh gee we're up against Fermanagh again but I I didn't see it that way at all Jack because. You must remember we played for Man in two semi-finals last year and we won one of them. Yeah. We true, won the league true. semi-final. And they were they won the they, they won the championship semi-final. And the day when we hit the crossbar on the post four or five times, 
Now they scored seven goals against us. And you know, this 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 is classical. And I have people and if I can digress slightly to the to the Talton Cup for a minute, um Leash came down and beat us, and people said, Oh, when when they got heavily turned over by down. Like the, the, the only difference of their being winning and being heavily turned over is we created the chances, the goal chances, and didn't take them and down did. And um yeah, but um, I, I, I thought they were very, very good against Sligo. They played against the wind in the first half against Down. I, I, I thought they did a very, very good job in containment. And it was in the second half it went wrong a bit, Jack. Um, uh, Down got a kind of a fortuitous goal sort of early in the second half and Limerick really didn't recover from it. And um, I, I was quite happy... Um, when they were going to Longford last week, that they were in with a real good chance if they could recapture the level of performance that they showed against Sligo, you know. And um, you, you, you know, once something like that is in a team, and um, uh, may, maybe the second half against Down served as a very timely wake-up call. Now it was a close call against Fermanagh, but the conditions in in Pierce Park on, on, on last Saturday, Jack, were dire. At, at times they were monsoon, and mm. you're right. Actually, you know there was there was no score for the first twenty six minutes, and um, uh, Fermanagh got a goal before half time, and it, it it was one two then to a point at half time, and but Limerick really drove on in the second half, and you know full credit to Quiver McGrath, new player that has come in from 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 the father Casey's club, and he's a free taker. And she got six points in the, in in the, in in the, in the second half, which 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 was fantastic. And Katie Mee got a couple of points. Iris Kennelly, and Limerick lost Iris Kennelly early in the second half to injury, which was a huge loss. So um, and I think it was Andrea Sullivan got the other point, ten points in in, in total. So um, ten points to one six. Yeah, we were really looking forward to the to the rematch with Down Jack, and I. I I, I'm of the opinion, and um, you'll probably accuse me of green mist and all that sort of thing, and you'll say that fellow's ranting again, but um, I, I think we're in with a real shout against Down. A oh, real chance. Like, I, 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 I think Graham Shine has, 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 has done a very, very good job, and I think he, he very wisely and judiciously used the second-half performance against Down to whip up the girls, you know, in, in, in into the type of performance that was... You know, and ten points to one six, Jack, flatters for Manor. It flatters yeah. for Manor because, but because Limerick had had the upper hand, but weren't able to convert it onto the scoreboard on a very very difficult day. It 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 was one of those days, Jack, when a game and a result to a certain degree becomes a lottery. You know, and tis who adjusted best and. And uh, that has to be Limerick because going down the home straight, they were three points clear. But Fermanagh got two late points. But Limerick saw it, saw it out comfortably after that. Um, Jack, I'd be pretty confident going back to Croke Park. Looking forward to going back to Croke Park um, uh, next Sunday, two weeks. And um, I'm, I'm hoping for a repeat of 2018, Jack. We won, yeah, we won the senior hurling and we won the junior football. Lovely double. Two trips to Croke Park. Two wins. Happy days, Jack. 
yeah, halfway there. We've one more to go, but uh, well done to the Graham Shine and the team. And we'll, we're looking forward to that to that game um, in depth in in a fortnight's time. That game is on in three weeks in Crow Park against Down. It's on, Jack, for anybody that's interested in getting to Crow Park on that day. It's on on Sunday the 13th, I think. Yeah, quarter as well. And it's on, you know, for late risers, wait for it. It's on at 11.45, quarter to 12. Yeah, late risers should stay in Dublin on Saturday night. Um, they if they can, if they but yeah, look to be it'll be another great I'll, day. I'll stay in their beds, you know. Yeah, another great day out uh, for Limerick, and as you said, hopefully it'll be a double like that in 2018. Um, and finally, Matt, uh, the Masters, it's coming kind of towards the end of the the group stage, round robin kind of logistical thing that's going on there. But looks like Limerick will be in the uh, we'll say group five semi-final I don't know is group five or section five semi-final but that's looking what it'll be as they head into their final round robin game it is Jack they're, they're going to be in the knockout stage um, it, it, it is yet to be determined because <coughs> they're, they're playing against um, Cork on Saturday in Mitchellstown at one o'clock and um, were they to win that it, it, could, it, it could propel them up the groups but at, at, at this remove, anyway, Limerick have qualified for the knockout stage of the competition. Um, there, there were 23 teams at the start, and um, the bottom three, the bottom three teams, uh, just drop out. And the top four, second four, third four, fourth four, and fifth four play semi-finals and 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 the final. And it it should certainly be within Limerick's compass um, to. Um, to get to get to get to a to, now that they're in a semi-final to get to a final, but that's something we'd be talking about down the road. But I saw the game against Roscommon and Pats on 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 um, last Saturday, and first of all, can I say congratulations to Pats, um, Jack, because they they left no stone unturned in 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 uh, in, in ensuring that everything was in ship shape for the fixture and. Um, um, uh, they, you know, their, their pitch was in excellent condition, and um, uh, certainly Limerick could couldn't fault the pitch. But Limerick got a very very good start, and what four points to, to no score up. Roscommon got a couple of points before half time, but I, I think the game really turned about ten minutes into the second half when Luke Bevan got a goal for 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 Roscommon. But I, I thought the quality of football, and I've seen I've seen the Masters play a couple of times. I, I, I thought the quality of football, Jack, was quite good. You know, um, John O'Connell had a fantastic game for for um, for um, for Limerick. John O'Connell of Nakar, and I, I taught John Doyle of St. Kieran's uh, as well. But there, there were a lot of Ron McGee had a very good game up in the forwards. He got three or four points from Hospital Helberstone. Um, you know, but uh, overall, it was a very committed uh, display against what I thought Jack was a pretty useful Roscommon team. No, yeah, and. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I'd be hopeful going forward. I, I think going into the game on 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 Saturday in Mitchellstown, um, and Anthony McCarthy's sole focus will be to get a bit of momentum now, as they head into the knockout stages of the championship. They've already met met Cork in in a, in a friendly in John O'Mahony Park in Kilbehenny, and Limerick won that er, 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 earlier in the year now. Um, well, when you talk about masters, you 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 look out for players of note, and um, you know there's a perception out there that the masters must be former county players. 
couldn't be further from the truth, Jack. But um, yeah. a notable, I think two notable players that may be on the court panel um, for Saturday, um, aptly named James Masters and Nicholas Murphy. You know, um, Nicholas Murphy from Carrigaline, a long-time midfielder for Cork Seniors. So um, they, 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 they're, they're likely to be in the opposition on, on, on Saturday. But um, <clears throat> first year in, getting organised, getting finding their feet, two wins out of five, into the knockout stages. Happy days, Jack, again. But um, if anything, you talk about home and away and all this sort of thing, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's their home farm that has, has, has left them down on this occasion. Uh, they've lost three at home and won two away. So hopefully they'll make it three all when they travel on Saturday. But yeah, one way or the other, they're, they're, they're true to the knockout stages of the competition. So that, yeah, that, we, that, was, the, that was the first goal, and it, it, it has been achieved now. So, you know, we take it from there yeah. after that. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on how the, how the team are progressing through the knockout stages, please, God. But before we go, Matt, um, I know you don't like talking about all stars. I won't directly talk about all stars, but the hurling has come to an end inter county wise. Who was your hurler of the year? Fifteen, I'm Jack. <laughs> Just fifteen? Are you ruling out Declan Hannon, so? Because <laughs> you could you could go into the depths of the panel that regard. But if there was maybe a couple that really stood out for you, or I can start. Well, uh, you know, on. if a man gets one ten in the cauldron, that was the monster final this year. Which Alan uh, Adam Galan did, you know, has to be a very very strong contender. Um, Donny Ryan said if there were more games uh, for Keen Lynch to play in, very very strong contender. Kyle Hayes, consistency, you know, absolutely excellent throughout. Um, definitely a contender, and you'd have to say like that the performance in the semi final and the final, um, you know, um. Yeah. Dermot Burns has to come into the reckoning. You yeah, know, he was the leading he was the leading scorer in the All Ireland final last Sunday. And I I I think he had one poor game, was it against Tipperary? Um poor uh, when I say a poor game now, Dermot, if you're listening, uh, a poor game by your standards, but you, you must remember that on the particular day he suffered a very heavy knock early in the game. And it, it's a it's a credit to the guy like that he saw out the game and 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 um uh, I, 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 I think Dermot would be in the mix. You know, like, you know, Jack, Harry Nash, totally, totally consistent all year. Dan Morrissey, like, you could, you could go on and you could go on and go on. You know, it is. You You're know. not picking so. No, you never, you never. It, mentioned, it's, it, it, it's above my pay grade, Jack. You never mentioned Nicky either. Um, but I know you'll be, you'll be thinking of him. For me, like, I was talking to one of the boys on Condon, he plays fullback with Skeeton, and he was kind of in the fullback union about Dan Morrissey, that maybe if he plays with a different number on his back or slightly further the field, his consistency at fullback all year. But for me, it's it's Aaron Galan is the harder of the year. Mm. Just as I said to Tony, when Limerick needed him most, Aaron was the man, one eleven in the Munster final, 2-6 in the semi-final, mm. two points from playoff, you Lawler, who will definitely win an All-Star, so... It's not bad clipping by Aaron. So I think it'll be staying at Patrick's well. The all the harder the year award for the third time in a row and fourth time in five years, which is 
incredible, really. But as you said, there's there's 15 or 16 lads deserving of of being mentioned in that category. But I think Aaron will take the top award this year. But for them, they won't care about individual awards. They're on the hunt for uh, immortality, and they're they're one year away from that now. After completing the four in, four in a row, as they did bid to become the first team to win five, but that's way down the line. We'll have a club championship. To look forward to before that. But what a weekend it was! What a team we have on our hands, and we're so grateful that they're pulling on a green jersey every single week. So, with ninety minutes and the, and the clock, Matt. Jack, before we'll bring... you go, I I just want to give mention that on Sunday week at one o'clock in Mungret, there's a very very interesting game. Um, uh, it's 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 a charity game for Crumlin Hospital organised by Alan Foley. Um, it's the legends uh, the legends against the All Stars. It's at one o'clock. Um, it, it it was um held again last year for the D- Dylan Quirk um Foundation, and um, it, it was a very very interesting day. Now it'll be an opportunity to to run the rule over Limerick, great colours of the past and the present, and um. And and that sort of a thing, and it kicks off at one o'clock. And I just, I just unfortunately don't have my note here in front of me. I, it, it just seems to have gone off the screen. But um, uh, th- th- there's a function later that evening uh, for which the High Kings will be playing, um, and that that gets underway. I think around eight o'clock, and um, the High Kings will be on stage at nine o'clock. And that th- there is what what th- there's what is called the golden ticket. Okay. Um, which I think is the Hotel Greenhills, as I said. Um, but uh, the, 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 there is the golden ticket for fifty euros, which will uh, permit you to um, to um, go to the, um, the the function that night and to the match, and will also cover um, a, a shuttle transfer um, from the Greenhills to, to Mongret for, for the match. Um, so. Um, look, it's 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 for a very 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 good cause, and um, you know, it, it, you know, if you you know, it's it's something that it, it would be an evening well spent, um, actually in 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 the Mongrel grounds, um, and it would be for a very very worthy cause. It it was, by all accounts, I wasn't at it last year, but apparently it was a very very enjoyable event. There's considerable um, enjoyment content in the whole thing, and. Um, Plus, it's as I said, it's 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 for Cumberland Children's Hospital, which is is a very very worthy cause. Yeah, a great cause, um, a great initiative. So hopefully, it'll it'll get the support it, it garners. Um, as I said, Matt, uh, a brilliant pod as always. Ninety minutes on the clock. We hope you all enjoyed listening. Uh, thank you for all your contributions throughout the year. Um, make sure if you're watching on YouTube to to like and subscribe to to get that algorithm going on Facebook to like and share on Twitter, like retweet and all those good things. Huge thank you to Noel's menswear um, for getting involved in the podcast. To you as always, Matt, to the Limerick Hurlers for delivering once more, to the ladies footballers who are in the All-Ireland final. Great weekend uh, and many more good days to look forward to. But for now, it's over now from us. Thank you and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Dan. We get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights.
No sympathy in this game for anybody. 